BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning. In CEDH, I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. Today we're doing something a little bit new, but to be fair, this is our third podcast. Everything we do is new. Everything is new. But we're going to be going over some of the new decklist database entries that have been made onto the CEDH decklist database. Every month or so, or maybe sometimes less than that, a little bit more than that, there are a whole bunch of new entries added to the DDB. If you don't know what that is, it is basically... Um, one of the most popular, in my opinion, CEDH resources for finding new decks. Um, normally, a deck isn't really considered a CEDH deck until it makes it onto this list, which is a little bit silly, but it's a good, you know, it's a good way to put all of the decks in one spot. It is. It's a good indicator to kind of uh, figure out what the format might look like and what some of the tools are that are being used to attack some of the best decks in the format. Too. Since we don't have tournaments in our format, really, um, there's really no way to look up deck lists and look up to see what's the best deck. There's no like top eights that are getting posted right. all the time. So this is, uh, in my opinion, one of the better resources for that. So today we're going over the new additions to the list as of September 8th which was a little bit ago at this point, but it was the most recent one. We're going to go over some of what I think are the most interesting decks that have been added to the list. I'm not 100% sure if these are the only new commanders added. Um, the way the decklist database is set up for um, newest entries, it includes all of the other lists that are just updated versions. Um, but these are the ones that stood out to me as new entries and I think bring something new potentially to the format. Exactly. And I think that there's a lot of them that are really going to make a, a cool splash um, that we may get to see a little bit more too. So do you just want to hop into some of these then? Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's just start with the first let's one Let's do it. Here. Well, m one of my favorites that is added to the, the list is the Thrasios Crown Dirtle Control. This is a teamer control deck that aims to slow down the game with counter spells, interaction, maintain card advantage, 
advantage with various creatures enchantments and eventually win the game with dockside extortionist and kinnon bonder prodigy combos that's that's what it says that's what it says it does that's, that's what it's supposed to do what it actually does is something pretty close to that it yeah. seems yeah it seems like a very cool deck it plays oko i like oko you in never CDH. see oko but i've always thought that oko does have some some pretty good potential in terms of uh it can just get rid of people's commanders it's a outright. great it's like a it's a little bit more expensive than a gilded drake about 50 percent more expensive than gilded drake which but it's is a reusable gilded but a reusable drake. one so yeah it, i think it does add a lot of value if you're trying to do this type of game plan if you're trying to control the board i like oko a lot besides that it's pretty much a standard thrasios deck in rug colors a lot of the mana dorks that you'd expect to see um, obviously, like the description said, it's playing Kinnon, so there's Kinnon and Basalt Monolith combos in here, Vexing Shusher, Priest of Titania, um, and there's a few different ways to combo with Dockside Extortionist, Teamer Sabretooth, and Baron Master Wizard are the first ones that I see. It's a Blood Moon deck as well. Yeah, we're playing Magus of the Moon and Blood Moon, which is kind of cool. It doesn't look that this is the deck that's trying to win as soon as possible. You're no. trying to stop the first or second player. It's dirtily. Like, you yeah. get to, like, muddle the mixtures in here. Like, you will have time to transmute, muddle the mixture Actual for factual something. counterspell, which normally doesn't yep. make the cut anymore. I love that. List, I'm so, so. excited about that and you get to play cards like submerge and not really care about life loss due to things ad like ad nauseum so you so can you play, play force of vigor too is in here as well um and it's, it's helpful when you have team or saber tooth as one of your main win conditions too like cutting out black for some of the cards in black because that's the thing like the black cards are very powerful but they all cost you some sort of life right like ad nauseum competes with necro space which also competes with um like uh the, peer the into wrath. the abyss peer into the well not really peer in the peer into the beat Peer into the abyss works even if you have already cast one of those other ones. That's true, but it is fire a, a seven hit off. Of That's Ad true. Nauseum. Yeah, and and fire covenant's the other one I'm thinking of too. Like that's yeah. another life life card that you know you get has to play in the space. But it's kind of nice where you won't won't necessarily have to worry about that. And something that's awkwardly annoying for me now as a as a person playing a black deck is yeah. that i'm constantly getting hit down by all of the creatures that have just recently populated the format yeah too. yeah you're the first target no matter exactly. what you're playing so it's slightly annoying so it's, it's almost nice an advantage you... to not play black exactly which i feel like control. they've they've kind of taken advantage of exactly here and you're able to pressure the adnaz decks with crown even yeah. then too so this might be a good spot if you're trying to beat the adnauseum decks slow them down with mm -hmm. blood moon pressure them with crown counter their stuff since you're playing a little bit higher about you know, a little higher, a more amount of counter spells. You can control the board a little bit more. Exactly. I completely agree. I love this deck. It's everything that I want to be doing. Um, my only negative is my personal deck is a Thrasios Bruise deck, and I think the addition of white is a huge include to this Oh, style there's of deck. a bunch of, like, because I'm playing Vile Smasher just yeah. right now, and that's, like, there's So adding a, an, a fourth color does too. add a lot. Um, yeah. But you get to play Basics, which means that you are, you know, better against other Blood Moons, and you're playing Blood Moon yourself. Yeah, so, so you have that. It's a different way to go. It is. Next um, list we have, next deck we have here. I love this too. He used to be on the deck list database, but was taken off for a while. He's back. The one and only Rorik Thar, featured in Snoop Thar. Um, Snoop Thar is an adaptive creature-based mid-range deck that preys on non-creature heavy decks. It leverages early mana dorks, disruptive hate bears, and quick combo lines to win. Snoopthar is unique among CEDH decks for adopting the one-card combo of Goblin Recruiter into Conspicuous Snoop Pile. Our game plan is to soften up life totals with a help with Thar, help answer early combos as needed, and then develop a board state or, 
or hand that allows us to advance comfortably towards a win. All right. So, uh, Rourke Thor, like I said, you know, dropped out of the meta a little bit ago and, you know, really wasn't something that we saw prominently and really could keep up with. Yeah, um, the printing of Conspicuous Snoop making Goblin Recruiter basically a doomsday, I think, is a huge addition to any deck playing red. Because now mm-hmm. all you need is the Goblin Recruiter and a way to crack a pile with, I think, three mana and you can win the game. With exactly. one card combo. I mean, one card plus the way to draw a card, which unfortunately. Rurik Thar does not have a way to draw on a card on him, which is a bummer. Yeah, exactly. But the, the the nice part about this is that, you know, this is a color combination that we never get to see in CEDH Yeah, there are no either. other Gruul CEDH decks on the database. I don't see any lists, any commanders popping up in CEDH for Gruul. It's just, no. although the colors are good, I think this is a weird combination where it's just there's no good commanders. There's no good commanders. They're missing a bunch of the card advantage. Engines I suppose, that, that yeah. are in a lot of the other colors too, but with green, like there's still enough tutors where you don't really need a lot of that right. extra card advantage as well, because you're just able to go find the creatures you need in order to kind of go off. And there's a lot of creature combos in here too. I mean, I'm seeing Splinter Twin combos as well. Um, there's you know Quirion Dry, Quirion Ranger, um, a and bunch what- of that. Those kind of and one of the Tricks. things that I'm seeing off the bat that I like about this deck is it's not playing bad cards. Sometimes when you're in these low-color mm. combination decks, I think you have to play a lot of bad cards. Yeah. Tender Shoot Dryad maybe is a bad card, but I, I do understand why it's there. It does help you grind into the late game. If you want to take over the board, I, I understand why it's there. Creator Hoof Behemoth is strange. You don't actually really see that one. Works great tables, with but, Tender Shoot but Dryad. But yeah, it's pretty though. good with Tender Shoot. Um, and Orin Farsfang is in there to draw some cards, along with, obviously, Sylvan Library and Oddly some of the other ones. Oddly, one of the better card draw engines in creature-based Yeah, it draws. It, it's, it, is a, it is a big, beefy Timna. Um, it and you're really playing, is. Okay, my adversary. Green has gotten a decent amount of ways to draw cards in, in the past few years, I feel like. They really have. Well, um, it's, been, it's been Green's year between yeah. 2019 and 2020, so... Um, but yeah, this like it still plays Wheel of Fortune. You don't have any payoffs, but a decent way to draw cards. You don't need them. This deck is playing a lot of stacks pieces, trying to slow down the board. A lot of mana, a lot of dorks. It's even playing Llanowar Tribe as a way to really get ahead on mana. Uh, and I think your main goal here is to legitimately beat face until you can find a Snoop combo. I like this deck. I don't know. It's not a tournament deck for me. I don't think I would ever bring something like no, this to a tournament. No, I wouldn't build this deck for my own play. No, but um, um, but if, I would play this deck if we put it on the channel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you, this is your strategy, I think this is you'll you'll win enough. You know what I mean? You'll win enough yeah. games. It'll be fun enough, and you'll interact enough with the, the game that um it'll still be interesting. You'll still be in it. Exactly. I think. All right, the next deck we're going to talk about is uh, someone who has a candelabra, <laughs> Tanos, in Tanos control. This deck aims to control the game using counter magic, stacks effects, long enough to execute one of multiple game-winning combos. The primary combo in this deck uses the commander, Tanos, to generate infinite mana during the upkeep. Since Tanos himself is very cheap and assembling a two-card combo with the deck's commander is very easy, especially if there are many available tutors, this deck can win relatively fast for a control deck, giving it a slight edge on slower decks in the format while still being able to keep up with the faster decks. So I guess this is the deck that you're playing if you, for some reason, don't want to play Niv-Mizzet, but you still want to be in Is-It? What? That was like a Dr. Seuss kind of sentence yeah, it was right a little there. Bit. This deck is, <laughs> I believe, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, I thought I saw this deck on um, the Spike Feeders a little while ago. I think they played it. Any deck that runs 24 artifacts, I already really like. Yeah, I'm paying attention. Urza in the main board, not as the commander, is pretty interesting. But, Playing Magus of the Moon, so there's probably some other light stacks. Yeah, there's 
There's a lot of control here. Yeah, but looking for the actual combo, um, looking for the actual like combo win conditions, I assume that we're doing things... Sands of Time. Oh, so, yes, this is definitely the deck that I've seen before. This deck is weird, and I I couldn't even begin to explain how this combo works. Sands of Time is a four-mana artifact. Each player skips his or her untap phase. At the beginning of each player's turn, untap each tapped artifact, creature, or land he or she controls, and tap each untapped artifact, creature, and land he or she controls. This card is a weird one, a mix of a stacks piece and a combo piece. If I'm looking here, it's a four-step combo. During your upkeep, Sands of Time will trigger. Horde priority on the trigger. In response, activate Thanos, copying the trigger. Then tap all other lands and artifacts you control for mana. Let the copy resolve, untapping all of your lands and artifacts in addition to Thanos. Since you now have Thanos untapped and more mana, you can repeat this loop by continuously copying Sands of Time's trigger for infinite mana and activation of artifacts, creatures, and lands you control during your upkeep. This combo also works with Stronic Resonator, Lithoform Engine, instead of Thanos, if you don't have it for whatever reason. That is fucked. That's a lot. What is happening? So There's after you, so much shit that's going on with this. With infinite mana in your upkeep, you have to either have an onboard Walking Ballista, Staff of Domination, Sensei's Divining Top, or Urza, Lord High Artificer, already in play. Or you can Blue Suns, Pull from Tomorrow, or Stroke of Genius, and draw your whole deck in your upkeep, or most of your deck. And then just mill everybody else out instead. Interesting. I mean, it's definitely different. I, I don't see anything like this. I mean, having a, a way to... A one-card combo with the commander is always interesting, right? It's uh, worth looking at. But it's also not because you also you need, need, like, one of those other creatures in play, too, if right. you're not doing... You need one of, like, seven other cards as well, so it's like a one-point sum of, you know, It's of one combo. of those decks that, like, the first time you play it against the table, you crush them because they, they have no idea what's happening. But then the second that, like, you know, you play game two and three, they go, oh, okay, as long as I kind of keep your board clear there's really not too much you're going to be able to do right whether or not they can do that you know that depends a lot of That's decks are skimping true. out again on removal going more in towards ad nauseum so maybe you know the decks just don't have the removal no one's got the nature's claim and you can just get them and this is what happens when that goes on is yeah. that you know you you get decks like this that show up and with a really cool lithoform engine yeah new, the new zendikar new card lithoform engine is a four mana legendary artifact with three different abilities for two and tap it, you may copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. For three and tapping it, you may copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. And for four and tap it, you may copy target permanent spell you control. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first time that that ability has it's been on a card. worded that way. Copy yes, a exactly. permanent spell. That's weird as shit. Which is very interesting. Because that means you can do that on the stack. Yeah, which means that you can, like, copy your dock side. That's fine. So, if, even if people are still going to counter your dock side, you're still, still able get to get a dock side. In. Interesting. Yeah. Deck's definitely doing a lot of cool stuff. Definitely unique take. Probably can win a couple of games. I like it. Let's go on to the next one. So the next one's a deck that we actually had on the channel before. This is Yogmoth in Yogmoth Undying Control. Whenever Yogmoth Mark dies, there is no escape. Sabo Tavik. That's the that's the first line here of this bio. Draw engine, mass removal, and part of a three-card combo in its own right. Yogmoth Thren Physician is a flexible commander with devastating potential at all points of the game. Turbo out a quick storm kill or grind your opponents to dust. The grand evolution is inevitable. Yogmoth craves only one commodity, glory. 
to Phyrexia. So the, the 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 two words go back to that real quick. The two words that completely explain how this deck performed on the on the show, uh, devastating potential. <laughs> yeah, is what a lot it that was. You can do with Yawgmoth, but does it happen? But finding three card combos is tricky. Now I am excited to see this. I think the list that we were playing before had some questionable choices it was in my not opinion. optimal um but maybe this one is better i mean i'm i see peer into the abyss obviously i like that ad nauseum phyrexian libation i do not like this card i do not the think farika's libation is the card i don't think it's so worth it's not it will be changed to the new card from zendikar once that's Which printed because then you'll still have targeted enchantment and creature removal and that card that is card. destroy target creature or enchantment or right? enchantment that's yeah su that's such a great addition that you can take out this garbage freakus libation card exactly this card is horseshit so being able yeah. to swap it out with a playable <laughs> is the other super nice. that's yeah and the other issue that we had too was that um a lot of the the undying creatures that were cheap were really bad um but this one's playing like treacherous pit dweller which isn't great either but it's still not absolutely terrible. Like so a 4-3 for, for 2 mana. It has an ETB uh, that you can respond to. So I guess yeah. when your opponent, when Treacherous Pit Dweller enters the battlefield from a graveyard, target opponent gains control of it. If you respond to that with Yagmoth and you can sack it, that, I think you can keep going with your combo. So I, I, th I think if that works the way I think it does, I like that. Um, and then Jarl's Messenger is obvious, and Butcher Ghoul is obvious. Not playing the four ones, I like not playing the four mana Undying Creatures. I think those cards are just They're not just good enough. They're just big dead cards Although you there, need the Undying, yeah. I understand how important it is. Four mana is just too much for a card that doesn't do anything. And you're in black. You have all the tutors. You're all the tutors in the world. This deck is, seems like it's playing every single one. Even, Even Scheming, scheming Symmetry. Symmetry. Um, yeah, this deck is definitely cool. Cabal Therapy is interesting, so it's really going hard on the hand disruption. I think as Mono Black, you kind of have to. And Bridge from Below, that's a weird one. That is a weird one. I like it. That's pretty good with Yawgmoth. I'm kind of into that, too. And Bolas is Citadel, too. So hopefully we're doing... Are we doing Aetherflux? No Aetherflux Reservoir. Just just a, a regular old-fashioned Bolas is Citadel power. That's still a really still good... Fine. I, w I would find a way thing. for... I mean, you're already playing top. Is, is there not any... Maybe there's just no reason to play Aetherflux. Maybe it's unnecessary, but... Because you're know. still going to be able to win, I guess, I at guess that point. You if, you can, have, yeah. if you have top and bolus to Citadel going. You should be able to get it from there. You would think. Um, but yeah, this deck is cool. It's mono black, so it's pretty restrictive on how much it can actually interact on the stack, which is why the hand disruption, I think, is necessary. Agreed. And you're playing a decent amount of bad cards. Memnite and Omnithopter and Phyrexian Walker. You're playing bad cards, which is, is you know... Yeah, four zero mana creatures that are just not good and not really going to do. They're too good much. with Yogmoth, but if someone yeah. plays a uh, Dranath Magistrate, then man, you have a whole bunch of. I mean, I, I hopefully you would have already played your zero mana creatures, but you understand what I mean. If boy, oh boy, turn one mana straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your your game plan is shot. But as far as a mono black, as far as a mono black deck goes, I like what I'm seeing here. I'm yeah. liking I'm liking everything in there. And since you're one color, you get to play Merchant Zone. That's always yeah. good. Oh boy, the next one here. <laughs> Here's another uh, card from 2020 here. This is Nethroy in Protean Cat. This is a fast combo deck using both Razakat's strategy and Hulk Pile backed up by Nethroy. To cheat out cards like Protean Hulk and Razakat, the Foul-Blooded, many reanimation... Many reanimation spells are played. Nethroy's ability is used... If it's the first attempts to combo, if it, what the fuck these writers, man. If the first attempts to combo off has failed to reanimate the relevant pieces, this is what Nethroy is used for. This makes the deck less fragile and not too dependent on the early game. 
This one's interesting. I play Netherrealm Casual. I love it. It's it's been a super fun blast to play. I don't know about it in competitive, but I mean Razaketh Razaketh is a good card. Doing a Razaketh strategy, I think, is powerful if you want to be in Reanimator. I think um, I think a lot of the times what happens with these kind of strategies is that this is like a a Razakat deck that isn't really trying to play blue, but there's really not a better commander out there that's well equipped to deal with this yeah it's just this is the only one if you want to be playing abs and re reanimator strategy this is the only deck this to do is it. what you're gonna do you're gonna play i think i would play actual razakats over this though i think i would want just thrasios and timna in the command zone instead and have this same strategy i think that'd probably be better so i would assume that nethroy here go to the uh, we're gonna cut this out a little bit here um the primer probably explains like if you the general um, concept the general concept of this deck is to quickly get the combo and line enablers into the graveyard and cheat them onto the battlefield. Because we are not playing an interactive deck, try to do this as fast as possible. Nethroy is your man. If your first attempts will fail, concentrate on either Hulk or Razakats because the probability is higher that one strategy will not work fast enough if there is no focus on it. So you're kind of playing this as like, like a Kess commander. Kess is pretty good at doing the same thing. Mm. As Kess really is only used if your first attempt fails. You don't cast Kess unless you're trying to go again. Um, so this is kind of the same idea. Getting up to seven mana is just a lot. In it is a lot. That is the, that is the a issue. Lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're trying for it, yeah, go for it. If you want to do your thing, go for it. But even says like right here, weaknesses, no blue. And right but under it, a... it's slower than Varals and less value than TNT. Which right there, uh, to me, just goes like this is this is nice. Like you have an option if you want to play junk, but uh, we're 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 here at play to win. We wanna, yeah, we want to play to win. So this deck is sweet. I mean, like I said, I play Nethra Casual, and I think it's a super fun commander, and I love it. Um. But yeah, I think I would I would as it as it says here. I mean, there's probably a reason why you'd pick neither Varals nor Razakets and you go somewhere in the middle. Um it just says because this is more resilient perhaps, but I think I think having blue gives that resilience. I to think you. you you kind of really want blue. And Thrasios is so good. Exactly. exactly. Next one here is a um this is a pairing that I was actually working on in my own free time and someone beat me to it. <laughs> this is Ikra Crown Turbo Naz. A sans white turbo ad nauseum strategy that focuses on powerful early strats to end the game quickly, focusing on common Grixis core and fast ad nauseum strategies in conjunction with Underworld Breach and Dockside Extortionist. When it's unable to win quickly, it can utilize the powerful card advantage engine Crom provides while keeping ad nauseum relevant and lethal even in the later stages of the game through Ikra Shadiki's life gain. Ikra Shadiki is definitely one of the best Adnaz commanders in terms of making sure that your life total is high enough to be able to get most of your deck in your she hand. She gains 7 life on her own, and if you have Chrom out too, that's 11 life every time you hit. That's, that's so lot. many cards. That's so many cards you'd be able to get. This deck is sweet. I mean, it's basically, it's very similar to the Chrom Timna deck that's either Freeze Thief or... Um, blue farm or whichever variant of that you're playing. This, this is, is without white. This and is the Grixis splashing instead. green instead of splashing Not white. Black, green. Um, with it. that, you get Birds of Paradise, Deathrite Shaman, Elves of Deep Shadow, um, a couple, some more mana, Elvish Spirit Guide, Noxious Revival, Carpet of Flowers, Fail of Summer Worldly Tutor, Abrupt Decay. Are yeah, nice so includes. some adi additional disruption in that that way too. So instead of with white, you get the main thing is Savine's Reclamation and Silence. Instead of that, you're kind of replacing those with Veil of Summer Worldly Tutor, Sylvan Library's Nice Draw, a little bit more ramp, a little bit less protection than that other version. I think this deck is sweet. It's very powerful. I would definitely play this deck. 
I think so too. This also looks like it's uh, right up my alley. Here. Anything that is, you know, using underworld breach, I think underworld breach is one of the more stronger strategies you can go for. I think it's probably the direction that you want to be in right now. Yeah, definitely. or you want to be attacking right now. Yeah. Next up, we have another deck that is very familiar to the show. Uh, this is Winota in Winota Snowball Stacks. We recently put this game on the channel. It was supposed to be a uh, a gameplay video of four color combinations that are not represented on the CDH decklist database. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. Now then, 50% of them are. Yeah, this one popped on there two days after we uh, posted it. But Winona Snowball Stacks seeks to be an explosive stacks combo deck that wants to play non-human creatures early and then play its commander. Winona cheats creatures into play at an alarming rate and the deck can overwhelm the board quite easily. The explosive nature of the deck in combination with its tightly layered combos allow for the first real opportunity for Boros to play at the competitive tables, which I think is a great description of this deck. I agree. If you're a commander or commander-like card that gets banned in Brawl, everyone's eyes are Something on to you. look at, right? I, yeah. I, the, the, the snowball ability of Winota is something that I overlooked at first. If you're attacking with three non-humans, that's... A whole lot of cards that you get to look through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at this. 43 creatures. When have you seen a deck list like that? This has got to be the most creatures in maybe any CEDH deck. Um, you're playing some weird ones. Wily Goblin That's is a weird one. That's not a weird one. one. Wily Goblin would be so good in this deck. You don't have a lot of ramp in these colors. So yeah. being able just to get one treasure token, even off of like an attack from an Ornithopter, yeah, and that's it, a free Lotus Petal yeah, with a 1-1. One, one. And it still gets, yeah, you're right. It gets to trigger Winona, which is very nice. Archon of Amiria, which is a new card that's going to be played in all of these white stack stacks. Oh, this yeah. is a perfect home for it. Non-creature with flying. It's just, it's exactly what this deck wants. Exactly. You get to play uh, Comblin, excuse me. You get to play Combat, Celebrant, Infinite Combos as well to get infinite uh, attack steps. Um, you also have uh, your typical Kiki-Jiki combos as well. All the Kiki lines with Splinter Twin. A lot Which of rule of law sense, effects. You can also play um, the Goblin Recruiter lines in here as well. Um, Legion War Boss, you know, just as additional ways to get more uh, non-humans that can attack and get you some humans or however it works. I can never remember the order of things. You get humans with them. That's you, what you it attack is. You with get humans when you attack oh, with the, non-humans. The humans come in. Um, the, but the issue that this deck has, I think, is a similar issue to Yogmoth, where if you don't have your commander or if someone plays a Drenith Magistrate, Drenith Magistrate effect, effect or, 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 or Gilded Drake or something like that, you're stuck with a whole lot of, of bad cards. But yeah. Winona is trying to win before that can happen. You're trying to win by turn three, but things are going to go wrong. Right? Exactly. People, you know, people's stuff's going to happen. And remember, a lot of your stacks pieces don't hurt you, which is uh, very right. nice. And not necessarily every single stack stack can say. Yeah, you can gain parity pretty quickly with this yeah. stack, I think. And when you have so many redundant pieces of, like, Thalia effects, like, that's it's really nice to be able to have, like, two or even up to three of those yeah. effects and just really shut those off those ones stack up players. pretty quickly. Pretty having quickly. your spells cost two more is much different than having them cost one more. And that can make it almost impossible for some decks to win. Yeah, no, I think this is the best Boros deck uh, out there. I think it's got the strongest legs. And uh, until we get a better Boros commander, this is what we got. This is, yeah, this is definitely the one, I think. Next up is our last one on the list here. This is Kel's Fighter Fixer. No, it's not. It's Kel's Fight Fixer is what she is. 
It's the Fight Club is what this deck is. The <laughs> Chaos Club. Consultation. This is a mid-range deck that tries to quickly combo with either Isochron Scepter, Dramatic Reversal, or Thassa's Oracle Jace with Laboratory Maniac or Demonic Consultation Tainted Pact, but can play a control role if necessary. Kells acts as an outlet for Isochron Scepter as well as being able to generate card advantage or pressure life totals and Planeswalkers. So the way that she works with the Scepter combos is that she's able to sacrifice herself so that you can draw a card and then recast her with your infinite mana from your Scepters. That way, you're able to draw through your entire deck and piece together a win from there. I imagine this deck is basically Una with it with an easier-to-cast commander. With a, with arguably a better commander, because yeah, there so. are very few times where Una was actually using her ability to she, win, she unless was, you were yeah. just trying to style off. Una was really never anything. If you played Una, you were in a bad spot but Kells if you play like turn one soul ring turn two Kells with force of will up or yeah. something you can start putting menacing pressure on some people I, I think I, I think Kells is actually is a step up from Una if you want it to be an Una I agree I agree now there uh, is something to be said about you know again Draineth Magistrate effects like you do need to make sure that those are off the table before you're able to win with this but I mean you're, you're playing a lot of great ways to be able to do that in Chain of Vapor um yeah, you have a ton of removal. You have yeah. a ton of counter magic. This deck is is blue black, so I'll, it's the only color combination that I think you get to be in only two colors and play no bad cards. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, and you get to play. There's uh this list is featuring the new Seagate Stormcaller as well, which has uh, kicker. Um, and whenever it enters the battlefield, you can copy an instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost two or less. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, the next one that you cast this turn. Yep. Um, and if it's kicked, you get to copy that one twice. So if you are able to, you know, you know, get this off, you can do two demonic tutors same things or with, with demonic tutors you can counter spells even you know if you make sure your consultation has two copies on the stack to make sure that it gets through a little easier i that's think that's true as this well is, this is seagate stormcaller i think is going to be a great include into a lot of blue decks i'm personally thinking about trying it in my thrasios bruise deck because if you neoform a seagate stormcaller that you cast this turn you get to get two three drops yeah you can get zerda and trophy mage and with your trophy mage get basalt monolith and then there you have a winning condition right there with only two cards and well seven mana i guess so i mean it might not be super effective but a lot of those cards you're already playing or want to be playing in thrasios so it's an easy include it, it's there. it's worth i think it's worth trying i'm gonna try it out Bitter Blossom and Dreadhorde Invasion are interesting includes into this deck. I imagine they work pretty well as sacrifice creature fodder for Kells to sacrifice them and draw a card. Not bad. Um, you can pressure players who are playing black cards. You can pressure, you can hold the blockers for Timnid decks with them. It's, Which it's, is still it's, pretty good. It's yeah. something. If you want to be controlling, if you want to put up some blockers and, and you know, guard your own life till it can be good for that as well i like this deck i mean any blue black deck is going to be great um and i'm just all for an even better you've been playing damnation too deck. so you're really kind of yeah. leaning into the control strategy yeah and i think that goes to show where the format's at too yeah that, where you know, these are these are cards that we're going to play in our two color decks but that's it yeah that's it so what do you think about all these 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 new decks i like a lot of them i think um kells is good winona is solid um Ikra Krom is probably the most powerful, I would imagine. Just it's four colors and it's doing a strategy I think is most powerful. Nethroi is fine. Yagmoth is great, but weak to certain strategies. Taunus is cool. I, I wouldn't pick it. Rurikthar is cool. I wouldn't pick it. 
And Thrasios Krom, also cool, but I wouldn't pick it. Oh, I don't know. I really like that. This is this is the thing, is that a lot of these decks that we're seeing now, you know, it's not some of them are because we have new commanders that are enabling new strategies, but a lot of them now are just kind of like meta answers. Things right. that now, you know, where it's it's not the the new C E D H meta anymore, you know, the the it's People not post flash, you know, anymore. There's we are in odd nauseum town. Ad nauseum town. Exactly. <laughs> this is the new world of ad nauseum. Well, I guess not the new world, but a returned world. A return of world ad of nauseum. Um, yeah, what do you think about the decks we talked about today? I don't think that there's anything new here that's going to completely bust open the format that people are going to need to have answers prepared for. Um, I think this is just a lot of like the same stuff that we're seeing, and there's not really, you know, I think as long as your deck is kind of keeping up with where the meta is at in general, I, I don't think that you're going to have you know too much to worry about with these decks coming in right. that being said i'm always excited to see extra decks enter the format especially creating new strategies and even like new partner pairings that you don't see often like thrasios and and crown you know? yeah that's it, definitely fun omitting a fourth color is something that you know has a lot to be a lot to be said about there too and, and I, I it's nice that rorokthar is making the list because it's it's branching out what you can play as a commander in cedh because for a while it was either card advantage engine or combo piece but rorik thar feels that kind of third niche that lavinia kind of fills also is having a stacks piece a powerful stacks piece in your commander can also be powerful in the right meta but it, it does have to be powerful and rorik thar rorik thar's numbers pretty on good it against are underworld breach pretty good against underworld breach and again another meta yeah another meta uh, commander that gets entered because of it but that's it. That's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much. We'll let you hear us next time. Hear you guys. You don't. We don't hear you. You hear us. See you next time. See ya, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.